disciples are the same way, if we are paying attention, that he'll try and lead us as well as we go through this journey in life together. So let's look at this, John chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. It says, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we love you and we're so thankful for the opportunity to be here in your house today. And Lord, I just pray as we're here in your presence that you would speak to our hearts, open up our minds. Lord, you know the journeys that you have each of us on today. And I pray whether we're here in person or watching on the live stream, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, open our eyes, help us to have an understanding of who you are and what you're capable of in our stories and in our lives and our situations. Speak to us today, we pray. Take this simple message and simple messenger and speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The day was warm and the thermal drafts were rising from the earth and a gentle breeze was blowing across a great eagle's nest. There were two young eagles that were growing irritable with each other because their parents had left for food hours ago, but they hadn't yet returned as they normally did. Finally, half the day had passed, and they saw their parents flying toward them near to each other side by side, and the mother they saw had a rodent in one of her talons. But something was different this time. It didn't feel the same, and, and they were irritated with each other. You know how brothers and sisters can kind of get when they're hungry, right? But something di different happened. Instead of dropping the, the dinner in the nest as mom normally would do, she simply flew back by and circled again. And each time she would circle, she got a little bit closer to the nest. And the, the eagles were both reaching frantically, trying to, to get a hold of this meal that they'd been waiting for. And finally, closer and closer, she, she circled. And I think I could just imagine his little brother got a little irritated, right? Old sister was a, a little bit bigger than he was, and so her reach was a little greater. And so he got up on the very edge of the nest because he was determined to make sure he got the meal first. And this time, as the mother eagle swooped by, he made the ultimate effort. And before he realized what was happening, he found himself falling head over heels toward the ground. In that moment, I can see the the two eagles swooping in beside him, just out of reach, calling out and coaxing him as he frantically flapped his wings, right? Not sure what to do. And as if they, he understood what they were saying, he finally just stretched out his wings. And for the first time in his life, he felt what it felt like to fly. And for the first time, he glided and soared. And, and then he, even though he hadn't... Uh, quite figured out how to steer with his tail yet. I can see him kind of crashing into the tops of the pine trees, right? It wasn't pretty that first time, but, but his life would never be the same because of the lesson that his parents taught him that day. You see, what happened at that nest and with his mom and dad didn't happen by accident. It was on purpose. There was a plan to what they were trying to do. And the actions of his parents had been delivered. They knew what they were doing. And aren't you glad that with God, the situation is very similar in our lives and in our situations? The day was warm and a gentle breeze was blowing as Jesus made his way idly up the side of the mountain. 
he knew they were coming, a great mass of them. They had followed him around the shore of Galilee, even though Jesus and his disciples had traveled by boat. He had such a head start that they had come from so far, yet he wasn't in a hurry now. And as he sat there on the hillside and began to teach and watching the crowd continuing to come, I can, I can see as, as they approach, I can almost hear Jesus lean over to Philip. In a casual voice, he says, Philip, where are we going to buy bread for all of these people to eat? Telling the same story in Matthew chapter 6, verse 35. He said, when the day was now far spent, his disciples came and said, this is a de desert place, and already the hour is late. I, I love the way Jesus puts things together. Because the conditions weren't favorable when Jesus tested Philip, right? He was, he was checking him out to see where he was. I love the second verse. He said, this he said to test him, for he already knew what he would do. You see, Jesus had a plan all along. He knew exactly what he was going to do. Philip's response was so much like our response in the midst of challenging and trying situations. Philip answered him, eight months' wages wouldn't buy enough to give every person even a little bite. Where are we going to buy bread? And I can just imagine the thoughts going through his mind, right? Because we, when we face adversity and challenges, we process the same way. And in his mind, he must have been like, even if we could afford to buy it, which we can't, we don't have enough money to feed all these people. And here we are out in the middle of nowhere in this desert. How? This is impossible. This is a dead end. There's nothing that we can do. And besides that, Lord, we're in a deserted place, a desert place, and the hour is late. Lord, this is a, a no-win situation. There's nothing we can do. But I'm thankful to God for men like Andrew, who recognize a little boy and his lunch. Five loaves and two fishes. And Philip must have co coughed and choked and wheezed, right? The practical one. <laughs> what are we going to do with five loaves and two fishes? And even, even Andrew sighed, but what are they among so many? And just like the disciples that day, we too can be too quick to tell God what's impossible. And we go through all the scenarios and look at all the details of our lives and our stories. And we, we feel, once again, all the pain and all of the things that we wish could, would have happened differently. Or maybe the regret of things that we had done or said. And we struggle and we keep our eyes on all of the challenges. Instead of remembering who is really there. And in this process, Jesus was still trying to help the disciples figure out who he really was, Right? I love the, the way that Jesus taught them and showed them who he really was and what he was really capable of. But you know, in our life journey, in our relationship with God, God wants us to get to the same place. As we go through the challenges, as we go through all the unexpected things, he wants us to understand who he is for us. That same Jesus that was there on that hillside that day, he already had a plan. And in your life and in your situation and your story, none of it catches God off guard. None of it is unexpected to him. And there's nothing that we can face that's bigger for, for him to handle. You see, 
God is the only one who can do miracles in the desert when the day is far spent. How often have you and I come to a dead end in our finances or our relationships or in our spirits? Yet God still has more than enough for all of our needs. You see, he is the answer. And the miraculous way is the way God always meant for those of us who follow him. You see, he wants us to depend on him. Not as our last-minute safety net, but he wants us to learn who he is and what he's capable of. So no matter what we face in our lives, no matter the challenges, we can always turn to him and know that he is more than enough. That our situation, our circumstances haven't caught him off guard. Yet he is in control. And even though none of us like going through hard stuff, right? How many of us like going through hard stuff? Right? Anybody else like unexpected things, right? Didn't see coming? None of us do, right? But the truth is, if God never allowed us to experience hard stuff in our stories, we would never learn how capable he is to come through. Unless we feel those moments, unless we feel that tension of needing him, of having nowhere else to turn and seeing him come through, we would never truly know what God is capable of. But that's where he wants us to be. He wants us to know him, not just know about him, not just to be able to tell some Bible story about something he did a couple thousand years ago. But God wants us to know an active, loving God who cares about us. And he wants us to turn to him no matter what we're facing and believe that nothing is impossible. But as hard as it is to face those challenging times, we learn more about God through the storms than we do when everything is calm. Because what happens when everything is calm? We have a tendency to take God for granted, right? And take credit for all the calm and all the good stuff. Oh, I've just been working hard and everything's going good and pat myself on the back because everything's great. But sometimes God has to allow us to feel that tension so we keep our eyes focused on him. The reason Jesus led them out into the desert place was for them to see and need a miracle. It wouldn't have needed a miracle if all those people had come next to the city, Right? If the marketplace or Walmart was right there, he could have just sent the disciples to Walmart, right? But here they were in a place where there was no options. The only thing that could have happened was a miracle, and Jesus wanted them in a place where only a miracle would do. You see, Jesus already knows what he was going to do. And that's why he asked that question so they could feel the tension of the situation, right? So the disciples could process it and see this is like hopeless. This is impossible. We can't do this. He wanted them to process that before he stepped in so he could show them how powerful he is. That he could take a little boy's lunch. Have you ever thought about that? Those of us that have had little boys or was one, right? What that lunch even looked like, right? After his mom made him this little sack lunch and he stuffed it in his back pocket, right? He slid down three banks and climbed up four trees, <laughs> It's amazing it was even recognizable. But God, God was able to take that little boy's lunch and, and pray for it and bless it and feed over 5,000 people. What an amazing thing. But it was more than the multiplication of the, the little boy's lunch. It was the lesson, the opportunity to teach his disciples and show them who he really is. And there are times in our lives and our stories where we 
need to remember that too. We need to remember who he is. When the storms come and the dead ends arrive and we think it's hopeless, we need to be able to turn our eyes and our hearts fully to him. You see, our lives are meant to reach for the miraculous. The first step always seems so small. And many times the answer that God uses comes from the most unlikely places. Like the back pocket of a little boy, right? In his little sack lunch. But what are they among so many? And the truth is, if we could see the answer or know the solution, it wouldn't seem like a miracle when God came through, right? We have a, a tendency to explain it all. Oh, that was lucky. Right? Or, oh, I, I, I really deserve whatever that was that happened. We would explain it off. But God likes to put us in a position where we know without a doubt that it was him who's come through for us. It was him that did a miracle. In fact, we wouldn't even call it a miracle if it was something that we could explain. If you could see a way on your own, then we would explain it away as something else. But a miracle is a miracle because it's beyond what we can do. It's beyond our resources. It's beyond our ability to control. And that's where God wants to be in our lives. He wants to be the one who brings the miraculous into our situations, into our stories. It's because it's in those big, desperate moments when God comes through and changes everything. And we can go out to our family and our friends and our communities and our neighbors. And we have something powerful to tell them. You won't believe what God did. You saw how hopeless my situation was, but then God stepped in. I was in a point where I didn't know what I was going to do, but then, then God showed up. And people can see an active, loving God at work in our lives and our stories. Because when he moves, it's not just for us, right? It's for the people around us to see how powerful he truly is. So Jesus, no matter what our situation is that we face, no matter how hopeless it may appear, no matter how big the test or a trial, Jesus already knows what he's going to do. See, life is a learning process. And as we face life, we need to learn to trust the process. We need to learn to rely on him. We need to learn to turn to him and give him every part of our lives. Life isn't always going to make sense to us at the time, but we need to trust that he is always in control. He was always more than enough for whatever we face in our lives. You know, sometimes in the process of learning to fly, like that little eagle that day, we fall a lot further than we have to. <laughs> We come a lot closer to the ground because we wait too long to call out on Jesus. We wait too long to, to reach out to him and ask him for his help. But he wants to. He wants to be the one that we turn to. Have you ever asked, I'm sorry, I like random questions. Have you ever asked, where did all those baskets come from that day? I don't know, but Jesus already knew what he was going to do. And who took those 12 baskets of fish and, and bread home? I don't know, except Jesus already knew what he was going to do. And why was it after everyone else had eaten their lunches, this little boy still had his and it was recognizable? 
I don't know. Except Jesus already knew what he was going to do. And why does it seem like your plans haven't worked out the way that you dreamed? I don't know. But Jesus already knows what he's going to do. And what do you do when you reach a dead end and there's no answer anywhere in sight? I don't know. But I do believe that Jesus already knows what he's going to do. There's an old song that I've heard on my life of the worship team wants to come up here in a minute. There's an old song that I've heard all my life that often has been a source of strength to me. Some of you may recognize it in some of my darker hours. It's not a new one. It's an old one. It says, he giveth more, giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To add aff- added affliction, he addeth his mercy. To multiplied trials, his multiplied peace. When we have exhausted... Our store of endurance. (laughs) When our strength has failed, ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's forgiving has only begun. His love has no limits, His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto man. For out of his infinite riches, Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. This morning when we've exhausted our store of endurance, when we've reached the end of all of our resources, He's the one that still has 12 baskets left over. I'm sorry. But no matter what you're facing today, no matter the test or the trial, Jesus wanted you to know that he already knows what he's going to do. He's just waiting for you to call out on his name and to trust him. Because he wants to show up in your life and in your situation. He wants to be the one that brings the miracle that no one else can bring. I don't know why you're here this morning or watching on live stream, but but I know that Jesus is here. And he knows your story and he loves you. And he wants to reach into your situation and do what nobody else can do for you. He wants to do it today if you'll let him. Would you stand with me this morning? And I just want to pray for you. And we're going to sing a song together. And then pastor's going to come and finish this service. I'm so thankful that we serve a God that's bigger than anything we can face. We just need to learn to trust him give it to him. It's a learning process, isn't it? 
as we go through life and face the challenges that we face, the opportunity to see what he can do or what nobody else can do. We have to take that small step in our own hearts and trust him. Even when we're falling and everything feels out of control, we just need to listen to his voice and stretch out our wings, right? And once we've flown for the first time and felt him come through, it changes everything. We'll never be the same again because we'll know that he's going to come through. We may not know how it's going to happen or when or where. We can have that confidence to know that he's going to come through when we call out on his name. Let's pray today. Jesus, I'm so thankful for your presence today. Thank you, Lord, that you love us, and thank you that you're always in control. Even when our lives feel out of control, you're in control, Lord. Lord, you know the needs that are represented here in this room and those that are watching online. And Lord, I thank you that our life story and the situations and challenges that we're facing, they didn't catch you off guard, Lord. That you already know what you're going to do. You already have the answer. You're just waiting for us to trust you and to call on you. And so, Lord, today I pray for everyone that's here that's hurting, that's struggling, that's going through difficult stuff. Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name, Lord, that they would feel the wind catch their wings just like that, that the eagle in the story. Just like the little boy's lunch as you begin to break it and multiply it to feed over 5,000 people. Lord, I pray that you would step into our stories and that you would begin to multiply, that you would do what only you can do in our situations. We love you, Lord. We give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen.